The following contest is a third round match in the Kings of Consoles tournament to determine the greatest game in the history of the Nintendo Entertainment System. Two games enter, only one can advance. Introducing first, the 43rd seed, a 1990 platformer from Tecmo, Ninja Gaiden 2, The Dark Sword of Chaos. And its opponent, the 11th seed, a 1990 role-playing game from Square, Final Fantasy. Your ringside judges are Pat Dooley and Ricky Giraldo. There's nothing left to say but round three, fight! And welcome to episode 73 of Kings of Consoles. This is the podcast where we're trying to find the best game for each home video game console by means of giant tournaments. Uh, as I mentioned, this is episode 73. We are nearing the halfway point of round three of our Nintendo Entertainment System tournament. And today we're going to see the number 11 seed Final Fantasy as it takes on number 43, Ninja Gaiden 2, The Dark Sword of Chaos. I'm Pat Dooley. Now I'm Ricky Geraldo. And yeah, so we've uh, we've got four of our Sweet 16 all set now. Uh, we're about to add a fifth. Uh, pretty wild that we have so far only had one matchup go the way it was expected to. The four games that have advanced are the fourth seed, the 41st, the 46th, and the 81st after last week's massive upset of Journey to Silius beating Mega Man 3. Uh, we're what an upset. If, a huge upset. Actually, it was going to go the other way, but you convinced me at the last second uh, to go with Silius uh, based on, you know, what you said last week, you know, if we're going to play another hour of either of these games, I would rather play another hour of Silius rather than continue my Pacifian quest to get through uh Battle Man's level to fight Woodman again. <laughs> yep, exactly. And hey, I think we did a good choice. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. I feel good about it now. Uh, but hey, speaking of uh, overly difficult games, the underdog this week is Ninja Gaiden <sighs> 2 The Dark Sword of Chaos, uh, which has just kind of squeaked through to the third round. Uh, it beat Mickey Mousecapade back in episode 28 in round one. Uh, and then five weeks ago, it beat Blaster Master in episode 68 to get here. Uh, it is a 1990 platformer from Tecmo. Uh, it is the last game in the tournament remaining from Tecmo, which started with, I believe, four games, both Ninja Gaiden's Tecmo Super Bowl and Tecmo World Wrestling. Uh, Ninja Gaiden 2 is the last one standing. Uh, it was directed by Masato Kato, programmed by Yoshiaki Inose, written by Sarah H, Hideo Yoshizawa, and Masato Kato, with art by Masato Kato, and music composed by Ryuichi Nita and Mayuko Okamura. After Jackio's defeat in the first game, Ashtar, Lord of the Realm of Darkness, decides to use the evil Dark Sword of Chaos to engulf the world in darkness. Why he didn't do that before is never explained. An American agent named Robert P. Sturgeon calls upon Ryu Hayabusa, who beat Jackie O a year earlier. IGN calls it the 43rd best game for the NES. 
Games Radar has it 20th on their list. And in 1997, Nintendo Power called it the 49th best game of all time, regardless of Nintendo platform. Austin Shaw from GameSpot calls both Ninja Gaiden games, quote, mean-spirited, but he does say uh -huh. that the sequel is slightly easier. Uh, and Lucas Thomas from IGN said it was, quote, a challenging experience, the likes of which gamers in the 8-bit era lived and died for. I would argue that that's because that was literally all we had, but, you know. They didn't it, yeah. And this is, this game is probably so one of the... Yeah, probably one of the hardest games we played. Yeah. I, think, I don't know. I, I think we said that last time. Like, this was just hard, man. I came as close as I've come through 73 episodes of quitting before the hour was up. Um, <laughs> I didn't, keeping my, my streak alive. Uh, is this a, a two-player game? I don't think it is, for some reason. I thought it was. But anyway... Uh, Ninja yeah. Gaiden 2. I mean, it's kind of crazy that even the newest Ninja Gaiden games are super hard. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, just part of the part of the franchise it, at this point. Yeah, it really what is. You, what you expect. It really is. It's like it's brand. Yeah. Um, it also, you know, having played, you know, through the first four weeks of of round three, you know, Metal Storm, Excite Bike, Ninja Turtles 2, Bionic Commando, Mega Man 2, Little Samson, Journey to Silius, Mega Man 3. I just don't feel like this game belongs here anymore. Like, I don't think it should have got this far to begin with, um, but it did luck out, you know, coming across Mickey Mouse and Blaster Master. Some of these games, you know, Mega Man 2 is a great example. You brought it up. Like, Mega Man 2 is super hard, but it's also really fun. This, yeah, I agree. at least to me, is just hard. Yeah, this, yeah. It's just, it's, a, it's like, like hard is okay with games. Oh yeah, but being cheap is not. Yes. and this, this game feels like, I want your money. I want your uh -huh. quarters. <laughs> yeah, and this wasn't even an arcade game yeah. first. It's just exactly. It's just the way games were built back then. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, this hits pretty much every trope that I hate in games. Like, it's got the the jumpy enemies. It's got you know projectile enemies that can attack you from angles where you can't hit them first, so you have to take damage. Like those stupid birds. Um. It has like, you know, easily like tiny platforms that you can easily be knocked off of. It's got that stupid blizzard in level two two. Yeah, and then it has like the stupid like when the wind changes. Yeah, that's the thing. It has like when you have to jump, there's things that like interrupt your jump, and that's uh -huh. always annoying. <laughs> uh huh. Ah. Overall, it is a classic. Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, Ryu Hayabusa, you know, it's one of those like stables, mm -hmm. but I agree, it is not fun to play. No. <laughs> it is not fun. I remember, uh, you texted me that you had to stop playing, I had uh -huh. to stop playing because I got yep. raged out of yep. my mind to the point where I couldn't, I couldn't sit, I couldn't move, I couldn't like pass on. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I was so bothered 
Yeah. Even if I tried, I was like, <laughs> I had to pause the game at about the 32 minute mark and just walk away for about a half hour just because I just couldn't look at that game anymore. <laughs> it just wasn't, I was not having fun anymore. And it's like, well, that's, that's silly. Like the whole point of this show was, you know, we wanted to do this because we wanted an excuse to play old video games with our friend. And, uh, it's no fun if you're just getting your butt kicked for an hour. Yep. So that that's our take on uh, Ninja Gaiden 2. Yep. So, Final Fantasy. Uh, Final it, Fantasy. It is a 1990 RPG, same year as Ninja Gaiden 2. Uh, the role-playing game developed by Square and published in the States by Nintendo. It was directed by Hironobu Sakaguchi, produced by Masafumi Miyamoto, programmed by Nasir Gabelli, written by Hironobu Sakaguchi and Kenji Terada, and designed by Hiromichi Tanaka, Kitoshi Kawatsu, and Koichi Ishii, with art by Yoshitaka Amano, and a score composed by, say it with me, folks, Nobuo Uematsu. Ah, legend. <laughs> Make a Final Fantasy score. Uh, it did get a buy in the first round of the tournament, so we didn't play it until episode 47 when it knocked Ghosts and Goblins, another prohibitively difficult game <laughs> out of the tournament. Uh, yeah, yep. so four heroes from one of six classes, fighters, thieves, black belts, and red, white, or black mages, each carrying an orb that represents one of the four classic elements, must rescue the Princess Sarah from the evil knight Garland which then sets off a series of events that, because it's Final Fantasy, culminates in them battling an archdemon to destroy a time-looping paradox that grants him immortality. Uh, since its initial yeah. debut in Japan in 1987, the game has been released 19 times on platforms like the Famicom, NES, MSX2, Wonder Swan Color, PlayStation, Game Boy Advance, on mobile, PSP, Wii's virtual console, the PlayStation Store, iOS, Windows Phone, Android, the 3DS virtual console, the Wii U virtual console, the Nintendo eShop, and as part of the NES Classic. Combined, the game has sold over 2 million copies. Ooh, that has to be one of the, sorry, that has to be one of the highest selling games we've played. It, Other yeah, than unfortunately, like, it doesn't quite count because those numbers are across all 19 versions, not just the NES. <laughs> that is fair. That is fair. So it doesn't. It it the Speak NES game by itself doesn't crack the top hundred, uh, which is the biggest list I've been able to find. Now, the original working title of the game was Fighting Fantasy, but there was already a tabletop RPG with that name, so it had to be changed. According to Uematsu, it was changed to Final for two reasons. One, Sakaguchi would likely have quit the industry if the game had failed. And two, Square was on the verge of bankruptcy. So if the game had failed, it would literally have been their final game. Sakaguchi disputes part of this saying, quote, it was definitely a back to the wall type situation back then, but any word that starts with an F would have been fine. So he just liked the FF alliteration couldn't get fighting, so he went with final, but also apparently it could have actually been final if <laughs> things had turned out differently <laughs> for Square. It turned out to be one of the greatest franchises uh -huh. in game history. Yep. yep. They <laughs> and one of the most recognizable names. So it's yep. kind of crazy. 
yep, what there have been 15 mainline games plus you know yes. sequels and spin-offs and you know there's racing games and uh fighting games excuse me yep and uh, it has like strategy games right now the most successful mmo it oh. looks like of all not all time but it's I, say, I think world of warcraft it's still has it beat but it's yeah it's, it's getting up there it might be the number one console uh mmo yeah, even at this point, like World of Warcraft right now is struggling to keep up with. Pe- people are playing Final Fantasy XIV so much that they stopped selling it digitally. <laughs> really? Yeah, because people, they couldn't, the servers couldn't keep up with how many people are playing the game. Oh my God. It is that insane Final Fantasy XIV right now. That so, Final Fantasy, man. I, I'll be honest. It's one of my favorite franchises. Uh, but I'm going to be honest. Okay, this might be... <laughs> and it could be because the way we're playing the NES version, the original game, mm-hmm. I don't think it's the way to go. <laughs> it is a little rough. <laughs> I would agree. Um, I do think, like, for the era, for 1990, what it does is incredible. incredible. But... You also have to compare it to because we also played Dragon Warrior, Dragon Warrior Three, Dragon Warrior Four as part of this tournament, and I would say at least two of those three are better than this. They, you know, Dragon, you know, Dragon Quest is what we call it now, but on the NES it was Dragon Warrior. I feel like that um, that franchise kind of hit the ground running, uh, whereas Final Fantasy kind of it wasn't really until what probably three that it really became like what we think three, of yeah. as final or you know japan three us six of what we think of as final fantasy like this has you know a lot of the the, the hallmarks of it um but it also i noticed more so playing this time that it really really plays like just a tabletop rpg with animation it does, yeah. Like it's very like class based. Like your armor, your weapons, all of that is based on your class. You know the magic you can learn is based on your class. Like it's not, you know, like compare that with like the original version of Seven. Uh, not not so much the remake that uh, that came out last year or two years ago, but the like with the like the materia system and all of that. How you could kind of like adjust your build within the characters. But it wasn't like, you know, Cloud is a ninja and Barrett is a barbarian and you yeah. know, Chief is a cleric or whatever. There was nothing like that. They were just characters that you could, you know, kind of build on. These are straight up like, oh, those three are magic users. They can only use martial weapons. Like they can't, they can only wear cloth armor. He can wear chain, but it's going to slow him down. It's very, very tabletoppy. Um, yeah, I feel like it definitely is. They started to get away from that in in the, you know by the time the Super Nintendo rolled around. Well, I feel like, I mean, nineteen ninety. I mean, what what year did D and D came out? Definitely in the eighties, right? Oh, sure. I think D and D's been around since the seventies. Yeah, um, so I feel like, you know, they say they have it, but I feel like the the guys who made this is like we like D and D. Oh we- yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's heavily influenced. Yeah, nineteen seventy four was the original version. 
uh, AD yeah. came out in 77. And I'm sure they're like, how can we translate D&D without the books, without all that? Mm-hmm. And this is what happened. I mean, yep. this is like the start of RPGs. I don't think it's the first ever RPG. No. But it's definitely one that mastered mm-hmm. and what really is an RPG. Yeah, for sure. This and Dragon Quest are kind of the two that, you know, put it on the map as far as, as home console games being a, like a viable option those yeah actually the the first rpg is dungeons and dragons so that's kind of funny <laughs> yeah it's uh you know in, in 1990 they were probably playing ad and d second edition which now we're you know everyone well not everybody but most players are playing fifth edition now just yeah. how long between house like you know AD and D came out in 77 second edition came out in 89 then 2000 before the third edition uh, role players tend to be a little set in their ways when it comes to not updating their games but there's been a movement lately to try and contemporize games and uh, I feel like the Final Fantasy franchise has done that for decades um being a little more on the progressive side like seven literally starts with you as a member of an eco-terrorism cell uh blowing up a factory that's causing environmental damage um, run by an evil corporation all right well (laughs) it's true go 1997 square (laughs) they they knew they they knew they did they did shinra amazon (laughs) (laughs) uh but but yeah i if you were to play a final fantasy one i suggest getting newer versions like i know there's one that came out earlier this week i believe that's like a remake of one yep and there was also a pretty uh, recent uh one and two released together yeah um switch i think right in the eShop. yes so i i and those i looked that up and they the graphics are updated. Mm-hmm. They all play more like three and four. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way to go. Yeah. They got updated for a reason. The, mm-hmm. the uh, RPG yeah. this early in the game, it's a little rough. It's a little yeah. boring because mm-hmm. you're not you're not doing much. It's really yeah. so yeah. Yeah, it's kind of got the, it's got the bones of a really good uh RPG, but it's not the execution wasn't quite there in 1990, but it's been kind of cleaned up uh, in more recent remakes. Um, yeah, I mean, it's still, you know, for what it is and for the time, it's still really good. Um, but when you compare it to where the genre has gone, it's, it's, it doesn't yeah. get off to a great start. Um, yeah. I... You know, I was playing off of my previous save from when we played it uh, back in episode 47. Yeah. And just had no idea where I was or what I was doing um, and wound up getting TPK'd 20-ish minutes in uh, because I was just kind of wandering aimlessly and I wound up in a... uh, just a part of the map is like, oh, I'm clearly not ready for this yet <laughs> because yeah, all, of the, all of the monsters just destroyed me. So I wound up just creating a new party and kind of starting over, um, which I also forgot 
it's like you start off in the castle and you go and talk to the king and he's like go rescue my daughter the princess and you're like oh okay and then you leave the castle and you go off on your adventure i forgot that the town you can go to the town that's right outside of the castle to like buy armor and weapons and uh yep. and magic <laughs> and stuff so i was like level one unarmed no armor and really the only place you can go when the game starts is into this cave where you immediately fight garland who is the oh one my God. the princess <laughs> And he's so hard, especially if you have no weapons or armor. Uh, so I got TPK'd again <laughs> about <laughs> 10 minutes later. So I really only had about 25-ish minutes of really playing the game, knowing what I was doing. Um, and I also, I will totally admit, I did what I do when I play D&D. And I will have, you know, player's handbook or at the very least an app in front of me. Um, I had a strategy guide open just so that I could see like what classes could wield what weapons and what armor they could have. Because the first time, after that first TPK, when I went and the, my first time through the shops, I was like, okay, well, I'll just buy the best of everything. I was like, okay, well, they can't equip that. So I'm gonna have to sell that back. Um, and I wanted to just waste in a whole bunch of money. So I did oh, no. cheat. And we'll get into it when we talk about, you know, um, when we get into who made it farther, but I, de I definitely played it probably how I would have in 1990. I just would have had a paper strategy guide in front of me. Um, but I just well, let's talk about it. Let's see who made it farther. Ninja Gaiden 2. Screw this game. Um, <laughs> so mad. Yeah. I made it to the level 3 boss with about 15 minutes left in the hour. My friend. No further. Me too. 3-3 three, three boss. Yep. I hate that stupid boss uh -huh. so much. Yep. Oh yep. my god, I can't believe we made it to the same place. I hate him so so much. With his it's little like, like jetpack thing and Yeah, it, it, so it looks like a skull. Uh-huh. He looks like oh my god, he's just dropping like little like he's dropping little bombs on like. it. Yeah. He's uh, just like uh it looks kind of like the um well, it's been a while since I played it, but if memory serves, it reminded me of like the Shrine of the Silver Monkey from Legends of the Hidden Temple, but with rocket boosters on it. Um, so it's just like this like gray thing flying around, dropping weapons, dropping uh, projectiles on you. Okay. Yeah, it's the Two worst. Three. The worst. You don't have pictures? Flying Silver Demon is what the the boss is called. It's the absolute worst, guys. Like, yeah, it's really awful. This. I can't tell if I'm reading a walkthrough of the NES version or the like the PlayStation version. Either way, it's so hard, so so hard. And uh, yeah, it's funny that we both got stuck in the exact same place. Yep. Um. So, Final Fantasy. How far did you make it there? So Final Fantasy, you can't really, don't really know. 
but I know the last thing I fought was a shark. <laughs> so I was in the ocean. Okay, so you had like you had gotten the ship and you were Yeah, I was on my way. I was on the ship and I was just uh-huh. swimming on it and then I just ran into a shark, which was kind of hard to fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was where I was before my TPK. I was on the the boat not knowing where I was going and just kind of sailing around looking for a port. Um and yeah, I I don't know that it was a shark necessarily, but it was that same kind of like, oh, I'm I am not ready for wherever I am. Um and uh just got butt handed to me. So the time ran out on my whatever third or fourth <laughs> playthrough where uh I had finally taken the time to like look up what I could and couldn't do. Yes, Vicentius drafted Kate Cunningham. Uh, yep. <laughs> very excited. Excellent choice. Yep. This dates it by a week, but yes, we are we are recording this during the NBA draft and it just started and the Pistons made the right <laughs> call. Hopefully. Hopefully. Here we go, Pistons. A... Good job, Pistons. Now let's see what Here's... we're going to do with all that cap face after trading away Plumley. <laughs> but yeah. Yes. Final Fantasy. So I had pretty difficult. I, I had like yeah. I had stocked up. I had beaten Garland. The king had opened up the bridge to the next area, which, if memory serves, is where you go to fight the pirates and get the ship. Um, but you were you were farther than me, so that is a point for you. All and right, it expands to four. So I guess we need to pick a winner. Um, we, you know, we always ask online, a couple Facebook groups and our own Facebook page and our own Twitter feed. Two thirds of the people that responded picked Final Fantasy. Um, and I, I am inclined to agree. Um, it's I, not, it's not what the franchise should be or would become. But uh, it's at least in my book, it's 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 worlds better than Ninja Gaiden Two. I agree. Final Fantasy is to pick. All right. Well, that means that, I mean, let's be honest, Final Fantasy is not going to make it any farther than the round of 16, because now it means it's going to be facing the winner between Metroid and Kirby's Adventure. Well, I mean, you never know. You never know. Journey to Silius, who would have thought it would have beat Mega Man 3? That's true. So (laughs) maybe next week we're like, man. I don't yeah. think this game could take it. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe we will find out that, you know, uh, on that, you know, third hour, those games just don't hold up. I doubt that, but maybe. Maybe. It can happen. Uh, so next week, we will be, speaking of difficult RPGs, we will be playing the number two seed in the tournament, The Legend of Zelda as it takes on the lowest seed remaining in the tournament, number 95, Mega Man 4. Uh, But before we let you go, before we get into the plugs, we do still have Ryan O's question of the week, which uh, is, if there were an adulting video game, which virtual chore would be absolute hell to do? Huh. Um, For me in terms of like the thing around the house that I hate doing the most is mowing the lawn. Um, 
I feel like that wouldn't be so hard in a video game because it would just be moving back and forth. But I could also see, like, if you wanted it to accurately represent what it's like to mow the lawn with a push mower, you could do, like, you know, death stranding style walking where you're like, <laughs> having to adjust over every little bump and stuff in the yard and your, like, sweat meter is going up because there's a heat index of 103 while you're out there. And well, you live at sort of toward the bottom of a little sloped area, so all your neighbors' crap blows into your yards. So you're having to like kick coke cans out into the street so you don't run it over with the mower. Uh, mine, see, I have a love and hate relationship with this. Uh, I hate washing dishes, Ooh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty bad too. Like, I like I like doing it sometimes when I just listen to a podcast and just go with it, but man, I sure take my time when to do it. So my thing mm. would probably be like, if you don't do it fast enough, that's it. Time runs out. Like you do it like a speed run. It's like one of those. How fast can you wash the dishes? That's what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, in the like all those like the restaurant games where you're like having to you know. Exactly. Like, yeah. Other orders, except you're like, oh, scrape the cheese off <laughs> like the plate I'll... that I had pizza on. Uh, what's the game? Overcooked. It's like overcooked. Mm-hmm. You know when you have you, you have to do the dishes and I'm like, oh god, get me away. I'll, <laughs> I'll get the sushi ready or something. <laughs> so yeah, that's my much. Yep, that's a that's an excellent choice and an excellent question again, Rhino. You always come with the good stuff. Uh, so again next week we are talking legend of zelda and mega man 4 uh, for another spot in this week 16 you can see the full bracket at challenge.com slash kings of consoles uh where we update that every week so you can see now journey to Silius has advanced next week you will be able to see fantasy uh we have a coffee account ko-fi.com slash kings of consoles if you you know Feel like uh, throwing a little money our way so we can buy that uh, special edition of Metal Storm. I'm not going to complain about that. Uh, Facebook.com slash Kings of Consoles. We are at Kings of Consoles on Twitter. I'm at Loopy Date. Now I'm at Ricky GN7. You can email us, Kings of Consoles pod at gmail.com. And of course, you can rate, subscribe, review, all that good stuff, all that good podcasty goodness. Uh, that you should have heard from us for the last 73 weeks, but I just frequently forget to mention that you should do those things. But it does help. The you know the more ratings and reviews and subscribers we have, the higher we show up in searches, uh, and, and more people hear us. And we are <laughs> 26 weeks away now from crowning a king, which means that this this crazy thing that we started right at the beginning of the pandemic, we're we're a half a year away. We are six months away from from having a champion. And that's just, that's wild to think about. Um, but before that, we got to get through the rest of round three and then four and then five, six and seven. Uh, so stay with us, folks. Zelda Mega Man 4 next week. Uh, and until next week, play old games. Play old games, everyone. Kings of Consoles is recorded in Nashville and Orlando and is produced and edited by me, Paddy Lee. 
Thanks to Captive Portal for our theme song, intro for a non-existent video game, which can be found at freemusicarchive.org. And the music and sound effects from this week's games can be found on a quick Google search. The opinions expressed in this and every episode are our own, and we are in no way sponsored by or affiliated with Nintendo. We're just big fans.